0: Ah, ah, yes, yes. Welcome back. Today is April the 16th, 2019, and it's your boy Kenyaga Malali, and here we are on the Can I Kick It podcast. We got a little Sibo playing in the background. Raptors just won. Game two versus Orlando, you know, we lost one, a pretty tight one, and uh, it was pretty hard on Kyle Lowry. For, uh, for not scoring any points, you know, it uh, there's been a lot in the media about it, especially if you're from Toronto, you know exactly what's going on, so, um, you know, let's talk about it, right, um, game Game two, here we are, Raptors win that 111 to 82, I would have liked to see them hold it to under 80, but how can you complain, really, you know what I mean, uh, Great game, man. Great game by Kawhi, first of all. Wow. What a clinic he put on from start to finish. Uh, who had any idea that that bag was that deep? You know. Um, but I think the real story of the game is Kyle Lowry. And the reason I say that is because I think he really does set the tone for this team. And I, I think, you know, on both sides of the spectrum sometimes when we um, we talk about Kyle you know, we're extremely hard on him, and then we're extremely de- defensive when it comes to people criticizing him. And those are the two things that I saw, you know, just publicly after uh, that game one performance that he put on where he went over for 7 in 34 minutes. You know, on one hand, we say things like, you know, it's not it's not cool for Kyle Larry to score zero points. You know what I mean? Then on the, on the other hand, we got a group of people saying that, you know, well, he does all the other things right. And I think we got to break it down to the fact that Kyle Lowry is a capable player. He's capable of doing a lot of things. But we did need him to score in that first game, and uh, he didn't. And that hurt, and so people were critical. And I think that's natural. I think that's natural. And I don't, I don't blame them. I think when you don't do a good job, I think it's good for people to criticize you. I think when people don't criticize you, they're cheating you out of helping you get better. And I think it takes a village to build greatness. Um, So, you know, I don't think people should be so mad, but I understand why people are defending him because he has had some good playoff games. And we do know that Kyle Lowry doesn't need to be a scorer or the primary scorer to be good out there. So I understand where people are coming from in that regard. But today, you know, from Kyle Lowry, what do we get? We get uh, we get 22 points. We get 7 assists, 2 steals, 4 rebounds. You know, I like that. I like that. And overall, for all you fucks where it matters, while he was a plus 11 last game, he was a plus 30 this game. That's how good this guy can be. And I don't think we should expect less from him. So you can cut all that whining and bitching about, you know, he needs to be, you know, defended and we should be laid on him. No, you criticize players because, you know, they're at a level where they, they, they can be criticized. You know what I mean? I think a lot of players who haven't been criticized over their careers, I think sometimes when you have a bunch of yes guys around you that just tell you you're doing a good job no matter what, I don't think that makes you better. And I think Kyle Lowry knows that. And I can see it in his demeanor. So you know, great game by Kyle. Um, Pascal Siakam had 19 tonight, eight for 16. That's a nice efficient game. 10 rebounds. You know, plus 21. Um, I want to give Marcus saw some credit because I've been hearing a lot of hate about Mark. I can see it from the jump. Mark comes out in that play, and they're running this trap in the corner. As soon as the ball goes over there, they're running a trap over on the wing which is crazy. That's a great, great wrinkle by Nick Nurse. What a fucking, like, defensive adjustment that he's made. And I think we have to give him some credit, too. Um, but Mark was great defensively tonight. You know, Marcus Gasol gave me nine points and three rebounds. But he was plus 22. You know what I mean? Now, there's a guy where if he doesn't shoot the ball, I'm not mad. You know, Marc Gasol is not a guy that I'm expecting to score on this team. But he does a lot of little things that a guy like Andrew Bogut would have done on that Golden State Warriors championship team. He does a lot of little things like a guy like Kendrick Perkins did on that Boston team. He just does those right things and he's disciplined. And a lot of people question as to why he's starting. And it's the discipline. It's sticking to the game plan and knowing where to be and when to be there and what to do. And a lot of people were mad because they figured he didn't close out great. But I mean, you watch that trap in the corner from you know, the first quarter. You go back and watch all the traps that Mark was involved in. He's right there when he's supposed to be along with the guard putting pressure on the ball. And that put the Raptors ahead early. You guys gotta give Marcus all a lot of credit. We gotta we gotta appreciate those things and we gotta see what those things mean to a championship team and it creates space out there. Same thing with Kyle. You know, these are guys that have to do the little things but Kyle's gotta do a little more and he and he scored today and I think that opened up the lanes for Leonard had a monster game, monster, like I can't even begin to talk about how crazy that game that Leonard had, Leonard in 33 minutes of play, I think last game he might have played 33 as well, but this time around he was 15 for 22, 4 of 8 from 3, 3 for 3 from the 3 for free throw line, which could have been a lot more, you know the refs gave him a pretty tough swing of the whistle there. You know, but that's neither here nor there. Plus 37. It gave me four rebounds and 37 points with one turnover. One turnover. The only other person that had another, like, one turnover on the team was Danny Green. And Danny Green didn't even score tonight. Just to tell you how how well these guys actually played. Right? Van Fleet had a turnover. Jeremy Lin had a turnover. I don't know how he did that in four minutes, but hey... Uh, I think Jeremy Lin will be better next year if we can hold on to him. And Jody Neeks had a turnover. And some other guys had two or three. Sergi Baca, Norman Powell, uh, Danny Green had three turnovers. Kyle had four, but I'm okay with that. And Marcusal had three turnovers. Oh, sorry. I might watch I'm looking at the wrong thing. Those are personal fouls. Sorry. Yeah, so Kawhi Leonard had one. Kyle Lowry had two, which is even more impressive. And you know, Ibaka had two, Van Fleet had zero. Van Fleet didn't even score really this game. So, I mean, Orlando's got a lot to be worried about. There's a lot of guys here that have come out and played and they didn't do exactly what we expect them to do. Um, Van Fleet had four assists, two points, 21 minutes. Van Fleet didn't have a good game, shot one for five. Kind of switched roles with Kyle there. But, I mean,. I I see in game three or four that these guys will probably get on the same page in terms of the point guards, and they're going to be better. Um, Sorry, I digress. So back to Leonard. Who knew that that bag was so deep? The one that had me crazy was the uh, step-back three that he pulled over there, and I think the third or the fourth, just to show people he was dead serious about what was going on. Um, Kobe Bryant's got a great detail... Uh, if you are signed up to ESPN, uh, extra or whatever the hell they call it, where you pay for it or insider, sorry, ESPN insider. If you're signed up there, Kobe Bryant's got a great detail on Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if people really understand the jump that this guy's made. Um, just from what he came into the league as and what he is now. And he's still adding to the bag. Like it's crazy. He killed people from the mid-range, from the three, driving to the basket, and I don't think he got a fair shake of the whistle at all. That could have easily been a 45-point game or a 50-point game, but uh, closer to 45, so, you know, that's a bona fide superstar over there, boys and girls. Um, That's a guy that is a closer, he's a two-way player, and he makes shots, straight up, you know what I mean? And alongside Lowry opening up the court for him, hitting shots, he... He's a very, very deadly weapon that the Raptors have got there. Um, Pascal Siakam was aggressive, took it to Jonathan Isaac all night, didn't back down from him at all. I love that adjustment. I love that aggressiveness. As a whole, I think this team is coming together um, and kind of growing a mentality where they can actually go out and impose their will on teams and understanding who they are as a team and and starting to certify and cement that identity that they're growing for themselves as a a defensive juggernaut with a lot of offensive weapons and athleticism, especially in transition. Um, Orlando, Steve Clifford came out and said it after the first half. He told everybody straight up, like, we struggled. And I thought that was a telltale sign. You're, you're only down by eight, and you're saying that we struggled. You know, I know you're trying to get your team going, but the the baskets that you were getting were because of clear mistakes by the Raptors where there were defensive breakdowns and Eric Gordon was wide open or uh, Terrence Ross would be wide open we'd be late coming over to uh, help over all the over the screens. Um, but man, the magic, just, just for some... You know, perspective. DJ Augustine, I think, had 25 or 29 in the first game. He had nine points tonight on one for six field goals. Okay, made all his free throws, so that's good for him. And in terms of moving the ball, only had four assists. You know, kind of had almost the same like numbers as Fred, except he just, Fred didn't get to the line. You know what I mean? Um, Jonathan Isaac, five. Way to take him out of the game. Way to take him out of the game. Great defense by Pascal Siakam. Aaron Gordon had 20, and he was 8 for 12. He's probably the best player on the court today, and I'm okay with that. Aaron Gordon's going to beat you. He's going to have to beat you scoring 40. So, you know, good game by Aaron Gordon. Aaron Fournier, 10 points, 4 for 12. Vucevic, 3 for 7, man, he's looked bad all series, but he's young, and it's his first playoff series, and I think they're going to have to try and figure it out. I have no doubt going forward, maybe in Orlando, he'll have a pretty solid game, but he's definitely going through the motions and the growing pains of being in the playoffs for the first time. Terrence Ross only had 15, he was 5 of 10, he looked like he was going to heat up, but Raptors did a good job of keeping him keeping him under control, and not sending him to the line a, ba- a bucket of times. zone. Uh, He's got to hit his free throws. Two for five is not okay for a shooter as good as you. He's missed some clutch ones. And Michael Carter Williams off the bench, who was pretty key for them in the first. You know, you can see that he he got he got roughed up a little bit too, and uh, you could tell by that technical that he picked up in the in the fourth, swinging that elbow at uh, at Lowry, which I think should have been a flagrant. But what are you gonna do? Uh, you know, but you gotta you can't carry last game. Nobody hit you in the face on purpose. Your nose is not broken, so just calm the fuck down. You don't need to be throwing those kind of elbows. Those are the kind of things that put guys on concussion protocol and that's not okay. So if he wants to be a better player and I think Michael Carter Williams has all the talents and the gifts, I just don't think he has the mindset. And I think that's what holds him back. I don't know that anybody else really matters in this game. You know, I think we talked about everybody that really matters. Um, Nick Nurse, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed, Nick, that you came out and and made the adjustments that you made. The Raptors looked way better defensively this time. And you had them up and ready. And a lot of people give the way in KC. You know, I hear a lot of times we want to talk about, you know, we shouldn't have fired the coach. And you can see why now, because they lost game one. And we shouldn't have traded Jonas Valanciunas. Because, you know, Marcus Saul is not as good as on the perimeter. And he's not as good offensively. And, you know, we shouldn't have given up so much for... Mark Saw cause you know Delon Wright and CJ Miles could be serviceable right now. But I think when you're making a championship team you gotta pull that trigger. And I had a conversation with a guy in the in the bar tonight, the counselor, great bar by the way, um, about the fact that Oh, where was I going with this? oh messiah jury sorry i digress well a lot of he was saying that you can see my messiah like trying to go pick up a new challenge somewhere else i mean maybe you know what i mean but this is a real team over here and i, I think that they they've got a chance to go to the finals and i, I think messiah's become comfortable building what they are and he's done a great job you know so like you know when he makes a move like you know Marc Gasol, he trades all those guys away. I think we really got to appreciate what that move actually means and just the, the sense of, you know, he, he's really locked into what this team is and what they're, what they're capable of and what they could accomplish with the right pieces and what they need to be and where they need to be to compete for a championship. He's seen them lose and get swept in many different manners, um, by, you know, one player, by other teams, um, by teams that are less talented than us than I think in Washington. And maybe at the time, maybe Washington and us were about the same. But regardless, uh, you know, I think we really got to appreciate the moves that Masai has made. And just the way that all the stars are lining up right now. I mean, Masai has done a great job of, of putting together pieces. And when you look at the Marcus Gasol trade, you know... I think a lot of people are looking for Marcus all to be the guy that he was in Memphis a while ago, but he's not he's not that. He's a veteran leader. He's a very good veteran leader, he's a steadying force out there, he's disciplined, he moves the ball, he doesn't force his offense, and he has made sacrifices for this team on a level that I don't think people have yet begun to appreciate. Right? Just coming in and being a guy a guy of that caliber, coming off the bench to begin. You know, sacrificing shots, working your way into the offense. I don't think that JV would have been capable of that of that at this point in his career. I don't think he's been through enough. You know, JV's still looking to see how he can find his way into the offense and find his way into the defense. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think, you know, you need to appreciate the fact that Mark is so ready to do that at this point. Um, you know, bringing over Kawhi and that DeMar, DeMar Rosen trade. I think the, both Lowry and DeMar are beginning to understand the good that that is doing for them right DeMar had a double double in his uh his first game he didn't play terrible tonight you know I'm not sure what his stat line is they did lose and I think it might have been because he choked a little bit but you know that's something i have to look into I'm not I'm not sure if, if that's exactly what happened but I think DeMar will be a better player next year once he's got a good summer of tutelage a good summer of tutelage from uh from Popovich and he's had some time to spend around his teammates and go through training camp and understand what the Spurs are about again and you know work on his defense I think he'll definitely take defensive assignments more seriously this summer I think he really will work on it because I think he understands what kind of player he can be DeMar DeRozan's ceiling I said is higher than James Harden in a way a lot of people think I'm crazy but you know DeMar starts shooting the three you can see how much deeper that bag is than James Harden's bag um so we'll see. But I, I think he'll be an all-star in the West next year. He missed it out this year, and I think he'll be a lot better. You know, take that time to show our former Raptors some love because he did a lot, of, a lot of work for us in this city, and he put us, put us on the map in a, a fantastic way. Um, but to tie it all together, again, you got to appreciate what Masai has done here and the kind of team that he's built and what he set us up for. Let's say that this doesn't work out. The rebuild was happening anyways, guys. If we had DeMar still and we flamed out in the playoffs again, DeMar, Kyle, and Jonas were all gone. You know, we were looking at a rebuild in the mirror. And Masai said he wasn't going to go that way. He was going to take a swing for the fences before we went for that rebuild. And I think we should appreciate that. It's a ballsy move. He brought Kawhi Leonard in, and we just got 37 from him in this game. We had 25 from him last game, and he definitely stepped it the fuck up to come out here with the kind of attitude and the kind of play that it takes to lead this team. But I still give that that leadership start to Kyle Lowry. I don't think that it's the same coming from Leonard. I think when you have a guy that's been there for years, been through the fire with this team, been through all the losses, and he comes on and has a game like Kyle Lowry did, I think that means a lot more to the guys around him, especially the guys that have been there with him this whole time. You know what I mean? So, um, hats off to Kyle. Great game, man. I was hard on you last game, but it's because I want to see you do great. So, fantastic game, Kyle. Um, Next game is Friday in Orlando. And we better be ready because they're going to come out swinging. I think we're going to have to take a look at how we're going to shut out, you know, Aaron Fournier. I think Aaron Fournier is due for a big game. And I also think Terrence Ross is due for a big game. So, I definitely don't think this is going to be an easy series. But uh, hopefully the boys can get it together. And um, and uh, come out on the road And come out focused And put together a good game But all in all tonight Fantastic win guys And uh, I'm looking forward to a new one Way better feeling than it was on Saturday um, But we'll see you on Friday after that game And uh, you know I look forward to it Alright guys Take it easy Thank you for kicking it with me And let's do this again soon Peace, 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 peace uh, Big win, big win